want to welcome us once again to uh, this uh, the first quarter workshop the workshop for the first quarter uh, in 2021 I trust that the Almighty God will bless each and every one of us on this platform I believe uh, we all came into this platform with an expectation and I pray that for each and every one of us our expectation shall not be cut short in the name of Jesus and um, that secret that uh, thing that needs to be revealed to us that will place us over our colleagues our peer wherever we find ourselves the Almighty God will reveal to us in the name of Jesus amen so once again I want to welcome us to the platform uh, the workshop a financial workshop for a word feast, first quarter word feast, uh, for a word feast and in this first quarter of 2021. So, um, as we all know, we will be looking at the parable of dollar, which is the theme for this workshop, and uh, also um, is the topic or the title for the material that was sent out. Um, like two weeks ago so we could actually go through it and have a personal study on our own so when we come together to discuss it's going to be a little bit clearer and we could actually discuss and get relevant points and discuss relevant issues you know as they come up so basically the workshop actually would help us help reveal how to cultivate just reiterating what we're going to be looking at basically will help us to reveal how to cultivate wealth building habits like a saving, investing, and becoming an entrepreneur. You know, as a, we trust God to reveal to us powerful principles for financial success you know, in our various fields or endeavors. So, basically, this uh, study or this workshop is designed or is aimed at raising financial giants and uh, by the grace of God at the end of this workshop you know every one of us in whatsoever capacity we find ourselves to become financial giants in the name of Jesus and um, and to start with it's important we understand or we note that our deliverance from the kingdom of darkness is not complete without economic freedom it's not complete without economic freedom now third john verse 2 says i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers you know talking about prosperity materially talking about financial prosperity talking about prosperity even earth wise and uh spiritually also you know so all of these uh, forms of prosperity is God's plan for us, you know, his children, for those who actually are believers, those who are saved, those who have become a part of the body of Christ, those who have become a part of the family of God. All of this is become, I mean, is, is actually God's plan for our life. So redemption actually delivers to us a total package, not just a rebirth of our spirit, but coming uh, with the rebirth of our spirit is a uh, financial freedom not just uh, freedom from uh, darkness 
but freedom financially economic freedom freedom from all sort of uh, bondage that is actually ascribed to darkness when it comes to you know for example at the garden of eden when sin came up to sin when adam and eve fell into sin the next thing we saw that actually came up was what hardship there was a difficulty there was sickness there was disease and all that so and that it's, it's going to be logical or it's going to be reasonable for us to have all of those reversed you know with div- with uh, with uh, divine nature coming back into place which you know redemption coming back to place because redemption actually has to do with redeeming us out of all of those things you know back into the fullness uh, that God actually has for us so when we talk about our redemption in Christ it's a total package that does not have to do with, that just that does just not have to do with uh, uh, the spiritual rebirth only but economy but uh, economic freedom actually is inclusive it, cons- it consists of um, or it includes a financial freedom it includes a financial freedom and when we look at the later part of third John verse 2 it says even as thy soul prospers or even as thy spirit prosper you know it is the will of god that will prosper all around physically materially spiritually elsewise you know however it says even as thy soul prospers that means uh, every other prosperity whether physical be it financial be it elsewise hang upon our spiritual prosperity and that was why when Adam and Eve actually lost that spiritual uh, sensitivity when they died spiritually you know every you know they had problem with every other thing every other thing actually lost they have lost bearing you know they they, they actually lost bearing you know they lost focus they lost bearing with every other thing every other thing actually you know just lost shape for them so when for us to actually experience or the kind of the, the amount of prosperity we experience physically or financially is totally dependent on our spiritual prosperity so how much of god's blessings you know ideas inspirations we've secured over our lives determines our physical prosperity so we need to understand that we can't rule out spirituality however spirituality is what bets all of these benefits you know, that we are talking about uh, that we definitely will talk about uh, in this session and in subsequent session take for example jacob now we know how great jacob was in fact his name was changed to israel however jacob secured that uh, financial breakthrough upon his life by first of all securing you know the blessing of his father over his life and it was that blessing that gave birth to all of those things you know, there was a shift spiritually before you ha- before you could experience a shift physically now the same thing also applies or happened to to him when he was uh, at the house of Laban now when he was at the house of Laban serving for Rachel and um, at, and also Leah you know we're made to understand that he served Laban his father-in-law and in the process we're made to understand that he even became greater than even his his, 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 his master that he that Laban envied him and what was the source of his prosperity there was you know it's, it, it, there was an idea a, a strange idea came from heaven you know, just to 
uh, breed you know different kinds of cattle which actually made it possible for him to experience that material a breakthrough that he actually has so for us to experience breakthrough uh, financial freedom physically we must understand that it hangs on spiritual breakthrough so how much of god's uh, blessing we secure over our life how much of the ideas that we that we have from that we are secure from heaven how much of the inspirations we've secured over our lives determines our physical prosperity we need to understand that we, we need to understand that and um and so uh we, we, within the redemptive package lies our financial freedom and we must understand that every child of god is destined to be rich as a child of god it is our right to be rich we are destined to be rich we are destined to be rich. take for instance when we look at um, the children of israel when they came out from the land of egypt we were told that they came out with abundance they didn't they were not they, they were not delivered from the land of egypt you know poor but they came out with gold with silver with all manner of stuff you know and that was why when it was time for them to build the temple when they got to the wilderness they had more than enough to work with so god actually supplied their needs why they were living they had so much you know they had so much to carry with you know when they were coming out so and, and that's why we must understand that financial freedom economic freedom is part of god's plan or part of the redemptive package uh for our life for our life now when jesus spoke um, about his assignment when jesus spoke about his assignment in luke chapter 4 verse 18 he said that the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and that was the first thing he made mention there are some there were some other things that he said he was anointed to do but the first thing he made mention was to preach the gospel to the poor not just the poor in spirit but those who are financially or materially poor all encompassing whether spiritually poor whether financially poor health poor health wise poor materially in mentally whatsoever aspects you know, he said he has come to preach the gospel you know to the poor he has come to 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 let us know what actually you know is available for us in christ the abundance that we have in him and what principles must be engaged to see them come to pass so basically uh in in this session or throughout this uh, workshop we would be trading with principles we'll be looking at principles we'll be uh, exchanging uh diving into principles basically from the word of god that will enhance uh, our 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 economic freedom that will help us get us from where we are to where god actually wants us to be to where god actually wants us to be and, and some of these principles and that all of these principles are proven principles which definitely will guarantee results because the word of god cannot be broken if it works for someone if it has worked for for one it will definitely work for you because god is not a respecter of persons so but then in every nation whosoever you no know, worketh righteousness whosoever doeth righteousness you know god actually honors such persons and that's that uh, particular person experiences 
the same kind of result that the the, the people of old, the fathers of old, uh, of faith, uh, heroes of faith, actually experienced, and, w- and what the kind of result that um, our fathers who are in the faith who are still currently alive but who have gone ahead of us have experienced. You know, we can also experience it if we engage the same principles um, that they also engaged, you know, in their work with God. So we need to understand that God doesn't just pour down money. You know, from heaven, you know, it's, you know, it's very easy. If I go look at the thought of so many of us, we just love it. If God should just, you know, we cry out to God and God just pour out some money down from heaven. But it doesn't work like that. You know, God blesses His people. God blesses people, which in itself alone is enough for us to make it or to be fruitful in our endeavors. The Word of God says, you know, uh, the, it, it, the, the, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And added no sorrow to it. Now, it is that blessing that gives the capacity that makes you rich. Because of that blessing, whatsoever thing we lay around upon prospers. Because of that blessing, whatsoever thing we are in, in, engaged with, we are we are involved with, you know, becomes fruitful. It multiplies. You know, our dealings it multiplies. So, however, we need to understand what it takes to secure God's blessings over our lives. We need to understand what it takes to secure ideas from heaven that will make us valuable and relevant in our world because when, it, when we talk about financial when we're talking about money money responds to value you know basically becoming a problem solver solving problems and you know when that uh, when that condition is met money flows in your direction because money is being exchanged for value so but the ideas that we need actually to become relevant to and to gain financial freedom you know is actually pour that from heaven you know onto us you know to actually make do with it so we need to understand how some of this work and these are some of the things that we'll be discussing you know through how this workshop so we can understand how to take our proper place you know in god so we could actually take delivery of what belongs to us in god or in Christ. Now, Isaac, for example, prospered not uh, not just because he sowed seeds, but because he stayed and sowed it in the place he was instructed by God to do so. You know, he he wasn't just um, walking blindly, but then he walked according to the instructions given to him by God. And as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. So God designed that every of his creature will work by certain principles. Principles, if when engaged, we guarantee results and make the head yield an increase for us. So I, I and I trust God that as we continue in this session and even in subsequent ones as uh, different facilitators who are coming to speak to us you know, with, by the help of the Holy Spirit as they come to speak to us I trust the Holy Spirit to reveal the mind of God to us you know, as we go on so we can actually know and get what God actually wants us to do you know, to move from where we are to where He actually wants us to be Amen Okay, um, the parable of uh, 
the parable that is the subject of um, this workshop uh, is often referred to as the parable of talent and as in this parable of Jesus one of the parables of Jesus Christ in the scriptures and uh, we'll see that later on as we go on uh, on the session or in, in the workshop and uh, we must understand that it, what talent connotes an inherent gift or ability and because of this which are actually uh, because of this definition or the meaning of talent you know the original meaning that was given to it most persons if not all have assumed the parable was just a teaching on stewardship of our own uh, God-given gifts and abilities and and sincerely uh, is very true the parable actually talks about how we'll be accountable to God on the last day for how we've used the giftings the talents he has placed in us the skills is given to us the gifts he has placed in us so however we could also learn certain principles financial principles from it you know as um, they reveal certain things that actually could help us uh, pay attention to not just even finance but every aspect of our lives on managing everything that actually has to do that that actually is at our disposal you know so it's, it's more than just the giftings that you are in us it explains more than the giftings the tired the uh, skills that we have in us but much more than that explains to us uh, financial stewardship or accountability and, and we'll be looking at that briefly we'll be seeing how that actually comes into play in that parable and we must see everything including our finance you know we must see everything at our disposal as a gift from god you know when we see everything at our disposal as a gift from god it actually helps us to uh, it changes our mindset on how we handle the resources that we have at our disposal you know in uh, john chapter 3 verse 27 we're made to understand that no man received nothing except it be given him from above you know, no man received nothing except it be given him from above that's to tell us that everything that we have you know be it cash be it time be it energy material things whatsoever you know were given to us from above and if you remember the parable when i mean the one of the story of jesus christ when he was going to jerusalem the triumphant entry where he rode on a coat and a house actually that's as and a coat bill was uh, actually was the property of someone but when he was about to enter into jerusalem he sent his disciples to go get the coat and the house and that if they asked them why they were actually losing the house that they should tell the owner that the lord had need of it and that's to tell us that we are just merely custodians of whatsoever thing that we have in our care we are just merely stewards and at a particular time you know at every point in time god you know, 
expect of us to trade with those things to um, invest those things to use them appropriately you know, for what actually he has given them uh, for for what actually he has uh, for the reason he actually uh, actually giving those things to us so even our time doesn't belong to us you know it was given to us and if there's one thing that actually differentiates a success from uh, a failure is time management you know, the ability to see that you are not in total control of your time you know that it's not your home that understanding alone makes certain individuals make wise use of that time and for for this reason paul said in first corinthians 29 verse 26 that i fight not as the one beating the air i mean it's not just fighting aimlessly it's not just you know doing things aimlessly it's not just going here trying this trying that it's not i was certain about what it was it was specific it was uh, investing his time wisely it was not just doing anything anyhow you know he was certain about his race you know he, he wasn't just living his life you know to chance he wasn't whiling away his time on irrelevancies you know but investing his time and energy properly on what is the most important you know to him at that particular point in time so that at the end you could say you know i have fought a good fight of it so time management and that's one of the things that distinguish uh, success successful people from failures you know the ability to manage their time properly the ability to manage the resources at their disposal properly you know being disciplined and accountable enough for every penny that comes and go out of your hand having in mind it's been put in your custody for your purpose which majorly is to trade with you know, so as to experience multiplication so as to experience abundance so we need to understand that everything we have at our disposal is a gift from god because no man receives anything except it be given from him uh, given to him from above so that understanding alone of we being stewards of everything that we have you know helps us to understand the uh, value of investment because it's been given to us to make profit with it to actually uh, uh, to invest them so we don't just spend or we don't just use anything that any resource that we have at our disposal anyhow because we understand that we'll be accountable you know in the long run for all of those things will be uh, questioned you know by God actually for all of those things so and if there's one major thing that was responsible for the multiplication of the guy that had five talent or two talent was because he was a faithful servant he was a faithful steward who actually engaged his talent his resources his money you know properly well by trading with it and then multiplied and then multiplied so and just as the dollar is an international currency in our days talent refers to a currency used in the days of christ which when utilized or used appropriately or traded with will yield profit or results so when we see ourselves as stewards of our finances 
it makes us want to invest and use it wisely not eating up everything not consuming it on our own are lost as the case may be okay in matthew 25 verse 14 jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his son I mean his own servants and delivered his goods to them now he says for the kingdom of heaven is like I mean telling us the mode of oppression you know how God operates how heaven operates operates just the same way a man traveling to a far country delivered is good to his servants God has given to us you know, has given to each and every one of us his good gifts or talents you know to trade with before the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ before his arrival you know and because of this Jesus Christ says that we should be occupied till he come we should be occupied you know trading with the resources given to us we should be occupied you know working with the uh, resources at our disposal there's no excuse for not uh, doing something for not being productive because every one of us whether we believe it or not have something at our disposal to work with no more often than not people you know when they want to start any venture or any endeavor the first thing they talk about is the capital but then that's not the most important thing God then that's not the first thing because um, uh, what you we need to start most uh, most importantly is the idea that God gives and with, and depending on whatever resources that we have at our disposal that God gives us at that particular point in time we start such venture we start to uh, to work on that idea we start to work on that inspiration that thing that God actually has given to us you know it's no matter how little the starting point might be we're meant to understand that it will grow to become something big you know and that's why you know the word of god tells us not to despise the days of little beginning because you know if you are faithful in little you will definitely be faithful in much so god actually gives us you know something uh has given each and every one of us something to start with it does not matter how little that thing is however god actually gave us that which we have you know, to be sure if we will be faithful with it, it gave us that little we have based on the capacity that we all have and when it looks at the faithfulness of each and every one of us you know with the little he has placed now and not giving excuses of of, of uh, for what we don't have but then making good use of what uh, of what we have to achieve uh, to get results then it multiplies um, our capacity expands you know we tend to get profits and more or less have like a turnover which makes it to grow and grow bigger just like the man the guy in the parable that had five talents you know when he traded with the five you know, not giving excuses like the guy that had one talent when he traded with the five it multiplied you know he had more profit he experienced multiplication he experienced increase you know when that is also 
Christ was, uh, Jesus Christ was trying to tell us in Matthew chapter 25 how heaven operates. It's like a man traveling, you know, and call the servant and give them goods, you know. So, telling us that, um, uh, is, uh, is calling our attention to the fact that everything available to us or that we have now were given to us by God. You know, Jesus Christ said, you know, in that same verse that, you know, a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant, you know, and as a servant, you really do not have, you know, everything of your own, anything of your own. A servant doesn't really have anything of his own. Even his life does not belong to him. It belongs to the master as a servant. So everything at our disposal are kingdom supplies for which we will be accountable of. As a servant, we are put in care of all of those resources and will be accountable of all of those things. You know, we'll be accountable for all of those things at one point in time or the other in our life. So when God saw the selfish uh, attitude of the fool, uh, for instance, who had his bands filled with goods, when he said, I have built, I have made, um, uh, stocked my bands with goods, I have done this, I have done that, let my soul now marry you know and enjoy and all that when god saw the selfishness uh, of that man for instance his soul was taken from him and just like that man experienced loss you know so many have incurred losses financially and in other aspects of life because they've never realized that that which they have or they've never realized that that which uh, they potentially possess is not theirs and that they are stewards of it. They will give proper account of it when uh, the giver comes. So, the, the, uh, and that's why uh, in, in, our, in our world today, the rich gets richer and the poor seems to get poorer you know, because the rich on the, uh, trades with that which he has, he invests more. You know, he puts uh, more of his resources into uh, uh, into investment, to business. You know, trading with it, allowing his money to work for him. You know, not eating up everything and all that. You know, I I was um I saw something on Instagram uh, early this week or something, and um, I saw a businessman. One of the, I can't really can't remember his name now, but it's one of the um businessman businessman in there in, in america who after making a whole lot of profit you know said he put all of those profits back into business so they could actually yield more for him you know that's the mindset of someone who says that he's a steward of some of those things he's supposed to put all of those things to work these resources to work so that they can actually produce uh, or yield more profit but on the other hand for the poor you know, they even tend to hit the seeds that is within the bread that God has provided for them. So, and thus they have no harvest, you know, in view because they've consumed, they've eaten both the bread and the seed at hand. So, there's no harvest, uh, potential harvest in view for them. So, as as an individual who aims to uh, experience an economic or financial freedom. The starting point for our breakthrough is for us to realize that we are God's stewards. 
the money we have is not ours it is something committed to our trust by the actual owner which is god so when we understand that there is nothing uh, we have that we have not received from god and that we have been put in charge of things it will be easier to handle every resource with a mindset of profitability and accountability to be easier to handle every resources with a mindset of productivity you know when you are conscious of your stewardship you always consult the real owner which is god before making decisions on your finances you know you actually have uh, actually before doing anything to making a decision on how to use it you consult you know the plan you look at the plan that Haskell has been stated down states um, uh, placed down on how that thing should be used you know on how it should be expended on what to be done on how it should be done and all that you know so God will help us God will help us so and, and I pray that in everything that God has placed in our hand, we will be found faithful and we will be accountable to God. You know, we will be accountable even to man and those that God has placed above us you know, in our respective places in the name of Jesus. Amen. At, at this point I want to encourage us to use what we have use what you have God has given you God has given us the minimum requirement to start that idea or to launch it into a reality God has given us the minimum requirement to start that business to start that thing that God is laying in your heart don't be disturbed or concerned by what you don't have and we must understand that God gives to us per time what is required and also he gives to us based on our capacity he has made available to us everything that we need for life and godliness he has given to us remember uh, Jesus Christ said give to us this day our daily bread so uh, you might not have that which will be required to build that big company that you visualize for the future now but then God has given you something that you can work with today that you can work with today and as we trade with it you know as you trade with that which God has given to you does no matter how little it is we develops it multiplies you know we develop the capacity to have more you know our capacity increases and as a result we experience multiplication you know uh, when you remember the story of the widow and Elisha who had just uh, a jar of oil the widow had just a jar of oil she got all that is required for her financial freedom even though she was in the in debt she was in a problem the debtors were about taking her two sons away you know, because of the debt that the husband owed you know but then she's got all that she has you know all that she needs to get out of that financial mess you know if you could remember the story very well everything or all that elisha actually used you know to transform her life from a debt to surplus was that little jar of oil that she had with her so the major problem that she had but the major problem she had was that 
and she she didn't put she was she could not put that little that she had to work you know she could not put it to work and uh, as a result she remained where she uh, was at that particular point in time as a result she could not advance because she has refused to put to work that little uh, that she has at that point in time and until there was more room for the hoy to occupy until the capacity increases uh, the oil might not increase that uh, gift that idea for example that little inspiration that you have in your little room might not experience increase if you don't get to work so the point here is start with what you have it does not matter what you have start with it you know and the best way to increase our capacity actually is by engaging the little we have so start with what you have it does not matter that uh, what you actually have now you know it might just be your strength your your energy it might even be your mobile phone start with it there are so many people who actually started designs with just their mobile phones you know recently i've been seeing flyers of uh, people who actually call for those who um for entrepreneurs to learn how to make little designs with their phones you know and it's working for them and all that you know you know, start with what you have you don't need to have a laptop to start that business you don't need to have you know a, a digital camera so to speak to start that business you know some person just start with their phone so you have all it takes you know to start now if only you take into cognizance those little things that you have if only you need them play the importance and the value of those things that you have now you know and when you engage those things with time you, know, you develop capacity with time you improve all of those things you know you improve with, on, on them you know with time your value increases and when your value increases you know as a result of you you know engaging yourself putting those things to work you know developing your capacity then multiplication is said you know to comfort for you or for us as as an individual you know in whatever thing that we are actually engaging so use what you have start from where you are don't hide or consume all of the resources in your care remember like we said you know um, previously when we started this uh, session that you are a steward of whatsoever resources that you have you, know, you are still word of your time you are still word of your finance you are still word of even your energy everything that you have you are still word and you'll be accountable for it you are expected to invest them to trade with it so use them it does not matter how little you know those things might be and when you trade with them you experience multiplication it might just be uh, that little amount of money you are spending on recharge card you know for irrelevancy that god is waiting you know on you to trade with you know when you trade with it you know it multiplies it multiplies it multiplies because when, when you plant a seed for example after it, it dies you know it comes forth in multiple folds it comes forth in uh, multiple folds so just use whatsoever it is that is at your disposal and when you do god is always committed to blessing the works of your hands you know it will give increase you know to whatever seed you sow you know we give increase to those things that are around you that you make use of 
you know, that you invest, you know, that you trade with. So the Almighty God will help us, you know, in the name of Jesus. Okay, now lastly, as we round up, and we would um, be looking at the importance, I mean, we, the importance of building capacity, we need to build capacity. You know, Jesus Christ said, you know, that no man pours new wine into old wineskins, because when uh, such actually is done, but the old wineskin and the wine itself will be wasted, the old wine skin will be destroyed, and the wine will be wasted, you know, just be wasted and all that. So it, it calls for a waste when when there's no uh, proper evaluation of of, uh, of of what is being placed into a particular uh, vessel. When you don't check if that vessel has uh, the capacity to actually carry that um, liquid there's a tendency of you or, or me losing that particular liquid you know if the vessel actually is not strong enough to carry the weight of that liquid so that's the same picture that jesus christ was painting here saying that no man pours new wine into old wine skin when that is done the wine is wasted the old wine skin is destroyed and 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 in essence, God won't place in your hands or God will not allow to flow in your direction the money or wealth that will destroy you. Without the capacity to manage wealth, wealth will flow down to you. It won't flow to you, it won't flow to me. So if, if, and, um, if you noticed uh, the parable that, that of the talent that, that we have been studying or that we would be studying in, in this workshop, actually we discovered that jesus christ who was the master of the house collected that one talent from the guy who went ahead to bury it didn't make profit with it and gave it to the guy that had ten no take notice of that he didn't give it to the guy who had four but gave it to the guy who had ten and, and why why do we have that you know it, it shows that he could trust the capacity of the guy who had ten you know he could trust him more that if we could actually handle 10 then, then that means handling one shouldn't be a problem you know if you could successfully manage 10 then managing one will not be a problem building capacity you know allowing ourselves to be built up you know, re, you know building uh, ourselves up learning what it takes you know managerial skills you know what it takes to build wealth what it takes to to manage well to manage well to manage well in whatever aspect of life we find ourselves managing well the resources that we have at our disposal now i don't know if we've ever noticed uh, that it is those who know how to manage their time well for instance that has more responsibility you know in the society you know for example a man could be a professor in a university and at the same time he could be a member of the governing board and organization at the same time he could be doing something a member of board of trustees in another organization it could be doing this and you know i know that it could be a chairman in another organization doing so many things at the same time you know yet it will stop others from entrusting him with the vital responsibilities and the reason for that is because 
they could trust his ability to get results based on his profile they've seen what he's been he's done they've seen what he's doing in, in different aspects of life and they just believe that he could actually undo that position they could hand undo that that situation that problem and get results for them not because he has that time as a matter of fact his entrust is, is, is embodied with so much already but then because of the fact that he manages his time well you know he doesn't just while away his time you know he could manage all of those things together to get results you know he has learned the managerial principle he has built up a capacity in handling you know resources most especially the time resources at his disposal then it makes people you know to trust him you know uh, with higher responsibilities with higher responsibilities and for, for example we, we have um and on the other way around uh, rather we have some other persons who actually have this slogan of i am busy i am busy i am busy whereas they are never effective in whatsoever thing they are doing why because they are poor time managers they are poor time managers they might seem busy they might seem to be doing something but because they are not effectively using that time you know well they tend not to get results as those who actually manage their time properly so we need to understand that anything that is not well managed will be squandered anything that is not well managed will be wasted so to experience increase therefore in our finance as a business person as an entrepreneur whatever thing we are doing we must manage our finance well we must manage our finance well we must manage our resources well because I mean, it's by managing all of these things where that we actually experience multiplication that we get more added to us. And that's why you find the rich men, you know, getting wealthy, more uh, wealthy, um, more wealth day in, day out because of the ability to manage what is at their disposal, well, reinvesting it, using it appropriately, you know, not a wasting of frivolities, not wasting of frivolities. So the question now is, on what do you spend your money what you spend your money on is it adding value or eroding value value is it adding value to you is it profitable to you or not because financial success and wealth is not all about spending money it is about making it so if your expenses for example aren't are not incurring profits if uh, they are not bringing in more money if they are not adding value to you then i will advise or you know, you'll be advised to cut down on your excesses i will advise you to cut down on your excesses so figure out your selling points what are those things that when money flows into the generates um uh the generate profits for you as a person so we must understand that we need to build capacity we need to be capacities now um, lastly considering the response of the man that kept a single talent you know whose response actually revealed the reason for not trading with it he said uh why responding to jesus christ you know he said lord i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed and the master would give him the talent responded jesus said you wicked and lazy servant now i want us to take note of that 
know, wicked and a lazy servant. You know, if there's any reason why most people or most persons will lose even what they have, you know, because Jesus Christ said that it's you know, much you know, to whom uh, us not will be taken from, and that that even have, and that person that will be given to that one who actually even has, you know, and the same reason why so many even lose that which one, that one that they don't even, you know, that single thing that they have, that little that they have, is because of laziness, is because they refuse to work with it, is because they refuse to come out of their comfort zone. Is because they refuse to take a risk. I mean, we must understand that life is all about taking risk. You have to take a risk. You have to learn to stretch yourself. Not, I mean, coming out of your comfort zone. Even Jesus Christ actually stretched himself to see his mission accomplished on it. You know, when uh, some of the disciples, some of his followers told him that, you know, wherever he goes, you know, they will follow him. Jesus Christ to them, see, the Son of Man does not have where to lay his head. The birds of the have a nest to lay their head to sleep. But the Son of Man does not have where to lay his head. And that, that points to the fact that, I mean, you have to forsake your comfort zone when it comes to experiencing uh, multiplication. You have to stretch yourself. You have to be hardworking. I mean, to be smart, it doesn't and neglect the fact that we need to be hardworking. Fine, you need to engage smart work, but then we have to be fully involved. We need to stretch ourselves so as to get the desired result, the desired end that we actually, uh, that God actually has in plan for us, and that that desired end that we actually have in view for ourselves. So we'll be stopping here tonight for nice session and I, I trust God I believe that one way or the other God has spoken to us that there's been a spoil in our heart and I believe that um, from this point onward we'll begin to take steps we begin to uh, take both steps that would uh, direct us that would redirect our path to greatness in the name of Jesus amen <music>